Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. These people are fighting next door. And it's hard to ignore it. They swallow all the time. And the landlady again sort of shrugs it off and says they squabble all the time. I really couldn't live in a place like that with this kind of noise going on. So I passed on the apartment. Thank you. And um, moved into a little kind of one-room studio. A few months later, I get a call from the landlady, and she tells me another apartment has come available in the complex and that I should come over right away and see it. went there it was the apartment that uh, the fighting couple lived in I asked her what had happened she didn't really want to go into it she said oh they're gone they left and takes me into the apartment It's a great place. So I take the apartment. I moved into the apartment, was very, very happy to have it. But from the beginning, it never felt like I was ever alone in this apartment. There were times when I would fall asleep on the couch in the living room and I would be woken up by these... Footsteps. But I just think that this is kind of natural. One night I went to bed and, um, I hear somebody walking up the stairs. Very slowly, step after step, up this staircase. It sounds like somebody is broken in the apartment. And as the steps got higher and higher on the stairway. I reached for the phone to call 9-11. And then outside the door of my bedroom, I 
could see underneath the door jam. The shadow of two feet. Someone was standing there. I was terrified. I couldn't move. All of a sudden. I see the doorknob turn all the way around. So I just started saying, get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. All of a sudden, it was gone. Everything quieted down. And I was completely terrified. Hi, I'm Nora Tricello, two-time best-selling author and international speaker on intuition, and you are listening to Real Paranormal Activity Podcast with Aaron Hunter. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and it is April 25th, 2022, episode 270. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And man, as always, I'm glad to be in the hot seat. I hope all is well on your end, and as far as announcements are concerned, not too much to announce. Uh, the weather's nice over here, and it's hard to believe it's going to be May soon. Jeez, the year is flying by. But one thing that uh, caught my attention on one of my news channels, uh, there was uh, an article that supposedly there's going to be a, a new COVID strain, or maybe it's already out. I didn't open it up to read it, so... I don't know, you guys take a look at that. I'll probably uh, find it again and read it after the show. You know, a new COVID strain. I wonder what's going to happen now. But tomorrow, a new Aaron's Horror Show with Mr. Aaron Farrell will be out, which is Tuesday. This Wednesday, another new Terry's Mysterious Moments with Terry from Texas will be out. And that's about it. Yeah, pretty short. So, with that, we're going to do more listener stories. Oh, yeah, we, the backlog is growing. Jeez. And you know what that means. Come on. Say it with me. Say it with me. That's right, too. The story didn't follow me right this way. No pushing, no shoving. And the fans are going. Nice and cool in here. Grab a beanbag over there in the corner. Find an empty spot on the floor. But yet, seeing as the weather's warmer, you old-timers know this, but you new guys don't know. See that freezer over there in the corner? We pack it full of popsicles. So yeah, as you're listening, go over there and grab yourself a popsicle. That's right. Grape, cherry, lime, and orange. My favorite. That's an inside joke. Maybe you'll get it later on. So yeah, help yourself. And as always, I'm going to get behind my desk here and get comfy. And I printed off Britt's packet. Thank you, Britt. And let's see what we got. Let's see what she gave us. All right. Hmm. Well, got a short one, we got a medium one, and we got a long one. All right. Let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh man. 
So good when it hits the lips. All right, the first one. This one is by Cap, and it's titled The Ghost. Okay, Cap, let's see what you got, man. When I was in the later part of high school, back in the 1980s, I ended up moving in with my grandmother, so she would have someone at home with her. Her house, built back in the 1930s, was a small two-story, two-bedroom home with a basement. There was something always about the house that made you feel uneasy at times, especially the basement. I always felt like there was a presence down in that musty place. But this is not what I am writing and sharing my story about. It was upstairs, in the bedroom I stayed in. It was one night, I woke up, and I thought it was my grandmother looking over my dresser. The unusual thing was that this woman had dark black hair, done up in a 1940s style, and wore a gown. But I didn't see her face. As I stated, I thought it was my grandmother, since it was just me and her who lived in the house. I remember asking her what she was looking for, and she told me everything was fine and to go back to sleep. I did lay back down and went back to sleep. In the morning, I asked my grandmother what she was looking for last night on my dresser. And she was very adamant that she had not been in my room that night and she was in her room the entire night and that I must have been dreaming. I didn't pursue it any further, but I did feel that I saw a figure of a woman in my room. Fast forward to a few years ago, I was married and had moved out of state. On a vacation, I visited down with my aunt and cousins, and while we were in her living room, she told me a lot of history of me and my cousins when we were up as babies. She described of seeing a spirit of a woman with black hair done up in a bun, and she wore a nightgown who would look over the crib at the infants inside. She did not feel harm would come from this woman, and that she was just watching out for the babies. As she told me this, every hair on my body stood up and I was about to jump out of my skin. She described a woman I saw that night in the bedroom. Grandma has passed on and the house has been sold to another person. But even to this day, I do feel like something is drawing me back to the house. When I go back to the city, that it is located in Cincinnati, I often make it a habit of driving by it. Thank you for reading. And that's from Cap. Cap, great story. That's a feel-good story, what I like to call. Yeah, that's interesting. Your grandmother, while you were younger, you were staying there, um, she denied, she didn't tell you anything about, you know, that that old woman, but she knew it was there. You were just wondering, hey, why were you in my bedroom? <laughs> and then later on, obviously, she tells you the whole story. Yeah, I never did anything wrong, like your grandmother said. And uh, what, maybe a guardian angel? Who knows? Great story. Thanks, Cap. All right. What's next? What do we got? This one is by Angel. And it's titled, Locked In. Okay, Angel. Let's see what you got, man. I have a story about the residential home I worked in. 
I always worked the late shift due to family commitments. I was alone on my unit and it was getting to the end of the shift. And so I was making sure the kitchen and sitting room areas were tidy, ready for the next day. Suddenly, my buzzer went off on the emergency signal. Checking it quickly, I saw it was on my unit and it was the room at the bottom of the corridor. I broke into a fast jog and as the door was already half open and the night light on, I peered in. Sure enough, the emergency light was on, but the resident was sound asleep in bed. Three co-workers arrived at that moment, and we all agreed, after checking the resident, that he was fine and must have pulled the cord, turning over in his sleep. I turned off the alarm and left. I had barely gotten halfway back up the corridor when it sounded the emergency signal again. I jogged back to the room to find the resident in the same position to sleep. My team leader decided the alarm must need new batteries and immediately changed them for fresh ones. I completed my tasks and did my final room check and was gathering my things together when yet again the emergency room sounded for the same room. I started to walk back and decided the alarm must have a fault. I crept back into the room and turned it off again. No one came to assist this time as the alarm was faulty. As I turned to the door to exit, the door slowly started to close. As I watched, the lock slowly turned, locking me inside the room. May I just say at this point, the doors can only be locked via a key, kept in the team leader's office, or by turning the little button on the inside of the handle this button was turning as I looked at it. I ran towards the door and felt the hairs on my neck stand up, grabbed the door handle, and twisted. It was locked. I then tried to turn the little button to unlock it. It wouldn't turn. Whether in my panic I didn't grasp it correctly, I don't know, but I felt very panicky and yelled, Just open the door. I watched shaking as the button slowly turned, releasing the lock. Then I flew out of the room up to the office. I started to explain what had happened to the team leader when the emergency signal sounded again. I told her, I think it's your turn to deal with it. I'm not going back in there tonight. The next day I found out it continued to happen at intervals throughout the night, although no one else got locked in. The alarm was checked by an engineer who couldn't find a fault. I don't know why whatever it was decided to lock me in, but I'm pleased to say it didn't happen again. Thank you for reading. And that's by Angel. Holy cow, Angel. Thank you very much for sharing. Yeah, uh, a residential home you worked at. That must be something like a nursing home. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love nursing home stories, hospitals, uh college stories yeah some weird things really do happen at those places yeah that's one thing i'll be that freaks me out there's a few things that would scare me if it ever did happen but you know in this case you got locked in you saw the the handle move yeah if i was like in my bedroom and weird things was already happening and i was awake and then i watched you know my doors close in the bedroom or something like that and i watched the door handle 
slowly turn and the door opens. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't enjoy that. Yeah, thank you very much, Angel. Yeah, interesting stuff. All right. What's next? What do we got? This one is by Ninja, and it's titled College. Okay, Ninja. Let's see what you got, man. This year, I'm living in a dorm room at a big university with a roommate. In the room, both sides of the room are identical. So, we each have a walk-in closet. About two feet from the door of the closet is our desks, which are pushed up against the end of our lofted beds. On the other side of our beds are four shelves, but they're pretty hard to reach as you have to move your arms through the bed frame. You can only reach the top shelf if you're in the bed as it is above the bed frame. I keep a fan on that we use at night like a white noise machine. If I sit at my desk, I can clearly see underneath my roommate's bed and on top of her bed, she can see above and below my bed clearly from her desk. The desks are also our ladders into our lofted beds, so we can't see under our own beds from our desk. Over the first few weeks, my roommate and I notice things not being where we left them. We dismissed this, assuming we moved it and forgot. Sometimes we would make jokes that a ghost moved them. One day, both my roommate and I were sitting at our desks. I was unable to find something, and I was joking with my roommate about the ghost doing it. Only a second after saying this, I heard something hit the back of my desk. My roommate, completely terrified, said that a hot pad had just went flying off of my shelf and hit the back of my desk. I wasn't looking for a hot pad, but it kept me and my roommate from making any comments about the ghost for a few days. Sometimes I get very bad oppressive feeling. It comes and goes. Sometimes it happens while my roommate is with me. Other times it doesn't. I've never mentioned this to my roommate, so I'm not sure if she feels this too. She does mention the room being freezing cold at times when I find the room to be almost stuffy. On multiple occasions, my laptop has started to glitch out, as in the cursor starts moving on its own, and clicking and opening things even if I disable the mouse. Whenever this happens, my word program and email always get open up. The weird thing is that if I move my laptop off my desk, it stops instantly. Moving it back can sometimes start it back up again. More recently, I woke up to my roommate being really freaked out, but she refused to talk about anything until we were at lunch outside of the dorm. She told me that she woke up at 7 a.m. to hear rustling and movement by my desk. She assumed that I was up early working on my homework. She looked over and saw a dark figure moving around my desk, which she assumed was me. Both of us need glasses and contacts and keep both on our desks, so we can really only make out general outlines while we're in bed. Not to mention our room is pretty dark without a light on, which makes seeing things even harder. She tried to go back to sleep, but 
The noise continued. She could clearly hear my fan, which I will forget to turn off in the mornings, and sat back up to tell me I left it on. At this point, she realized she could make out my general outline in my bed, but could still see a figure moving at my desk. She promptly threw a blanket over her head and refused to get up until after I did. I slept until 8.30 that morning, so it definitely wasn't me. The only door in our room was still locked when we got up, so it doesn't seem like anyone could have walked in. We're also on the fourth floor with a locked window, so there's no way anyone entered through the window. But personally, I've never seen anything in our room. The closest I've come to seeing something is once after getting into bed, I was moving the covers around. My roommate was in her night class, and I was definitely alone in the room. I felt the oppressive feeling again, as if it was right next to me, but was ignoring it. As I moved a blanket near the edge of my bed, right by the middle of the room, I felt a cold hand grab onto my wrist. I jerked and freed myself with this action and saw no hand or anyone by the bed. I immediately threw my arm under the covers and turned away from the edge of my bed so that my face was right up against the wall. The feeling stayed for a while and I couldn't shake the feeling of a presence standing right by my bed, watching me. The presence seemed to leave just minutes before my roommate returned. I never told her what happened though, so I can't say if she's had a similar experience. But seeing as she told me about seeing the dark figure, I imagine she would tell me. Not sure if the entity is focused solely in our room, the floor, or the whole building. The building is newer, so I doubt anyone died here. I'm also not sure if the entity is something I brought from my own home here. It seems focused more on me, as the hot pad was mine. It's only messed with my laptop. It grabbed me, and it was seen moving around my desk. But I have told my roommate about some of my ghost encounters before, while we were in the room. So that might be why it's more focused on me. I doubt it's more focused on me about jokes of it was the ghost, as my roommate makes those jokes far more than I do. And I've stopped completely now. I can't speak for certain about items being moved around, because I'm not sure what's been moved by us, and forgotten or what has been moved by a ghost. Love the podcast. Keep it up. And that's from Ninja. Holy cow, Ninja. <laughs> Great story. Loved it. And uh, thank you for sharing. Yeah, you know, universities, college stories, I like them too. You now, because you got a lot of old colleges out there, and who knows what's going on. Um, this one's interesting, though. Hmm. Yeah, maybe it is focusing on you. Don't know why. Yeah, gives you a, a bad vibe, grabs your arm throwing things around hmm. interesting I really don't know I guess if it keeps on bothering you guys you might have to do something about it right yeah get a spiritual leader of some sort throw some holy water around <laughs> I don't know but uh yeah 
interesting stuff. You know, this uh, makes me think about, you know, I uh, the old-timers know this, but you new guys probably don't know this. I, uh, I went to um, a private Catholic university, and what I'm thinking about is, um, you know, just picture a miniature Hogwarts. Yeah, you know, 1800s, and a lot of the buildings, the original buildings, are uh, castle-like. And when I first got there, I thought it was really, really cool. Of course, they got new buildings throughout the years. I uh, spent my time at the uh, computer lab building, which is newer, of course. You know, just a square, plain building and um, fluorescent lighting and all that good stuff. But yeah, the uh, all the other buildings, really cool. Uh, you know, there's some of the buildings, the original buildings, have towers in them. And one of the main buildings, one of the biggest buildings, uh, it was my dorm that I was in. And it was uh, three stories, but think, uh, it wasn't very wide. It was, it was elongated. And uh, when you, when you walk in, and all the doors of these old buildings, they're like thick, heavy, large oak, oak doors are heavy. And of course, they've been outfitted with hydraulics to help make it easier to move, but um the uh, yeah there's three stories in my dorm uh you know the you walk in that's the first ground floor and uh you know you see this long hall you know all the way down just think something like from uh Stephen King the shining you know those hallways long hallways you can see all the way down there very long building and of course as you walk down the these halls on the right and left or the dorm rooms, you know, doors to each dorm room. The second floor was um, the uh, the church. There's a church there. All these pews. It was old, man. And uh, you know, they on the I think it was daily. Um, they would you know have church uh, sessions. And I was on the third floor, and uh, my room was. Uh, right about the middle of the uh of the building and uh you know i i had it to myself and it was a pretty big room and everything echoes you know stone walls you know uh ceramic floor yeah everything echoes down there uh, and i remember uh one night i went to uh explore further you know i never went to the very end but you know i kept on going kept on going and it looked like only half of the building, at least on my floor, was occupied because the lights weren't turned on down there at the very end. And I turned them on, and yeah, you know, kind of creepy. And one thing about my building, uh, you know, back, it used to be an old girls' school, and uh, of course it's co-ed, but, you know, they had the priesthood there, and they lived on campus. And I guess there was still a few... Uh, priest that lived still lived on the campus and guess what on my building I told you about the the towers if you want to call them that and that's where they that was the residence and I never did could figure out how to get up into the towers <laughs> uh, I never tried very hard but yeah I guess that's where they uh, they stayed um, another thing about the uh, the the campus is that um, 
there was a ghost story, and I can't remember. I think I told this story, uh, but it had to have been season one or season two, long, long time ago. And of course, my memory's fading. And I can give you, yeah, I, I can give you a pretty good uh, reaccount, but some things are a little hazy. But the the university was created by a chiropractor, and his the doctor's house, mini mansion was still on the campus and it was used for events and clubs and you know things like that and I, I I even went there one time to listen to a folk singer that came on and she got into the living room and we all gathered around and she was pretty good and yeah you know I've been in the, to a few of these old mini mansions before you know uh, from other states and things like that and yeah, the everyone I went into, they kept it uh, restored. You got period original furniture, I'm guessing, you know, all this carpet and one thing I remember about all these old buildings, you know, houses that I went into is that you know, you got fireplaces in every room and most of them has many rooms, some small, some large. Uh but the staircases I, I realized that these staircases, you know, you go up, sometimes it's two floor or three floor, a little mini mansion, but they're very narrow. I always wondered, you know, you feel claustrophobic. You couldn't go shoulder to shoulder. I mean, that's how, I mean, I guess you could if you really tried, but, you know, you got a little, you know, you got enough room to be, you know, to walk up the stairs. I always wondered how they got the furniture up. <laughs> so, but the story, the ghost story goes is, I can't remember if someone told me the story or if I actually, this person that that I met might have told me, you know, that experiences might have told me about it. I can't remember. But um, the way it goes is, you know, you got clubs going there and this person goes to the, to the chiropractors, you know, to the doctor's mansion. Uh, the door is unlocked and the light is on in the entryway and, and there's a big living room area there. And he or she, I can't remember, uh, was going to drop off some paperwork and I, I think it was for the club that uh, that person was in. There was no one there. Every place else was dark and uh, she didn't, she or he didn't hear anybody else in the house. You know, it's quiet. And to the left, at the entryway, is a big table. And, you know, there's a, a light there and a jar filled with a glass jar that you can see through. Filled with something. I can't remember what it was, but let's make the assumption that it was pencils and pens, right? It makes sense. And there's a stack of papers there where other students were dropping off, I guess, their homework or whatever else. So this person, you know, drops off the homework there and all of a sudden... The student hears noises coming from upstairs, and they yell out, "Hello, hello, hello!" There's no response, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, the table's to the left, uh, but this person isn't looking at the table. They're now gazing out forward into the living room, and they hear all this jingling and rattling, which is the jar behind this person. And immediately they whip around, but the sound stops, and they don't see anything moving in that jar or anything else that could make that clinking sound 
and the person said they whipped around went right out that front door and never went back ever never went back to that mansion again it scared them that much and so i'm listening to this story and this is back when you know i didn't believe in the paranormal but i always like a ghost story and you know i thought to myself yeah that's a pretty good ghost story <laughs> so yeah sorry for rambling on guys but it just popped in my head with this uh this last story about the college yeah some of that there's creepy you know some of those buildings are creepy especially at night and uh yeah you can explore you might find something cool all right hey and that is it guys that's all the stories that Britt uh sent to me and as always we are flattered that you come here and listen to the stories if you have your own experiences go ahead and send it to me a-a-r-o-n at realparanormalactivity.com and I'll read it off on a future episode. And make sure you go to realparanormalactivity.com. That's one place you can listen. And also watch the entertaining short films and all the video. Or use the free RPA app. Just go to your app store and you can search for Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast, and download it for free. And you can watch the videos fully functional and also all the other shows. And we do appreciate you guys. Thank you very much for visiting the RPA Network. And with that, I am calling it. The show's been produced by myself and Britt, and it's also made possible by LaFosse Corporation. And man, we love you. Oh yeah, we do. As always, thank you and good night. Yeah. <laughs>